right, Frank, you've had a, a moment or two to consider the question you know is coming. Have you seen anything tonight that says to you, Joe Joyce against Daniel Dubois is simply too big to resist already? It's always been on the horizon. It's a fight we all want to do. Joe wants it, Daniel wants it. All of us want to do it. It's getting it done. What we want to do is do it for the three belts. Joe fight for the European against this Mario, against Hunt. Then there's three belts on the line. But what's going to happen is that we're going to get the, the boat and we'll be out before the end of the year. And we will see where we go. We've got to sit down and have some negotiations and see what we can do. But tonight was Daniel's night. Daniel looks superb. Punch perfect. Fast hands. Great jab. Opened him up and done a brilliant job. Is he surprising you? Uh, yeah, he is, actually. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've said from day one that I've, I've raved about him. But he is, you know, when you look at what he, the experience he's had, every fight he's improving and he's doing fantastic. And you look at the limited amateur background that he had as a senior, it, it, even more so. And then when you got with Joe, a guy who got robbed of the gold medal, should have had the gold medal in the Olympics. You know, the, him, with his experience... And what he's been doing, I mean, he's not fought stiffs. He's fought good fighters since he's turned pro. What a juggernaut it'll be of a fight. No, These no two big, big punching, big heavyweights in a ring. Well, it's going to be amazing for the British fans. For the world boxing fans, it's going to be a great fight. And it will happen. Dubois grabbing the headlines. Did Joyce get enough credit, in your opinion, for the way he dealt with a, a really knowing fringe candidate in Jennings in the summertime? No, I don't think... The show moved on so quickly, Frank. He didn't, but the other side of it is Joe, you know, with his deal, went to America for a couple of his fights, and really, it should be a big big fish in our pond to start with. Let's build it up here. This is what we want to do, build it up. But he, everyone who knows who Joe, Joe Joyce is in, in World Box, and everybody in the trade know who he is. Is it, forgive me for interrupting you, is it possible that actually it, world at large know Joe better than they do in Britain? Because we've got Tyson Fury yeah. and now we've got Daniel Dubois. Well, we're blessed, aren't we? We're blessed. I mean, BT's blessed with the heavyweight in the heavyweight scene. Great fighters, you know, great guys coming through. The boss man himself, Tyson Fury. This is, you know, it's a really good time for British heavyweight boxing and a great heavyweight boxing commentator as well, a former champion. You know, we're just flying, but we got some good fights to make here. You know, once these big guys sort themselves out in the summer, these various world title fights, once that all gets sorted out, there's going to be some mandatory positions there. And these, you know, one of these guys is going to be in that mix. He's going to be there. So we want to make the big fights. We want to make them happen. We've got to get certain mandatories and whatever out of the way. But these fights, I'm telling you, will happen. We will deliver them to the British public. Frank, the Commonwealth title belt that Dubois has won tonight, do you just tick that off as a kind of doffing of the cap to the heritage of the sport that we love so much, a kind of historical respect you've paid to that title or would you like Dubois to continue to defend it for a while? Joe didn't No, I think, I think it's a bit of it's a bit of both really, he's got the belt he won it in, in an iconic venue, boxing venue there's been some great heavyweight Commonwealth title fights over the yeah. year here so he's done that Maybe he will defend it. I don't know at this stage, but we just keep looking to move him forward like we're moving Joe forward. But they're going to keep foot going forward, and eventually it's going to be a collision. And that collision is going to be something else. It will happen, and it's going to be big, and you're going to see it on BT. Well, we couldn't wait for any of that, David, but 
you know, we're still waiting with every respect, Frank. We're still waiting and hoping Fury Wilder 2 comes round. Sometimes we can wait too long. Would it hurt either of these boys to lose on the way up? All good things come to those who wait. You know, the fight's, the fight's made with Tyson. It's made. That's okay. not a problem. He's, no, he's right. got a cut. It's going to happen. Okay. Provided Deontay doesn't get into any problems against Ortiz. But subject to that, that fight's going to happen. We want it. Would it hurt Joyce or Dubois to lose I, in the would, right it way? Would, it wouldn't be good. It, it wouldn't be good whatsoever. What I'd like, I'd like both fighters to go after two different belts. That's what I'd like. I'd like what, world title belts. World title belts. Going two different routes, two different bodies. Aim to both win individually world titles and have a unification fight back here. I believe both fighters are good enough to do that. In an ideal world, I think that would work. In the out ideal best. world, of course, we'd have it here at the Royal Albert Hall, but that wouldn't be big enough, would it? Not no, nearly. No, no, no. We need we need a, need a bigger venue. We need a bigger venue than Wembley to put it on, but there isn't one. But that's how big it's going to be. There's no doubt about it. You know, it's a fight. Everybody, all the time, they're asking when these two guys are going to meet. They're asking me all the time. It's a big fight. It's going to be a massive fight. Richie? I think, you know, obviously Joe Joyce has got a big fight against Marco Hook. That won't be easy, but I think his fitness and I just think his sheer aggression will get him over the line there. He should pick up that title, European title. And yeah, and they are, like Frank says, they're on a collision course. I, would, I just would like to see it for a world championship, to be quite honest. I think it, it would you get You prefer that to big. wait, Rich, would you? I would, yeah. I'd prefer to wait for the real big one. But if it doesn't, then obviously a European title against the British and the Commonwealth. It's great for the British fans, but these two guys, I think... They're at a stage where I think justification would be a world title fight for me. You know, we can boldly say a loss won't hurt him. It's going to make him better. He'll come back a better fighter. We've got that situation at the moment with another British heavyweight. The Asterix is there. We don't know. As far as I'm concerned, get them in together. Get them in when they're unbeaten. They don't have to wait 18 months. They don't. It's a lovely idea, both going in the ring with world title fights. It happened with me and Macronelli. We both went in different directions and had a big unification fight. It can happen. It does happen. Yeah, it, 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 it would be financially a much, much bigger fight but you know what we can't win some people want it some people want to wait what are you going to do at the end of the day the business will call for it to happen i hope they would i'd love to see them unifying a title it's never been done before with two brits i don't think is it no never been done what a, what a thing that would be all right here inside the mayweather boxing club with our good friend stitch duran uh stitch Wanted to ask you, I see a lot of people talking about this Tyson Fury thing, and since you know your name is Stitch, and he got 40 stitches, 50 stitches, whatever it was, figured you'd be the right man to ask. Uh, a lot of people wondering, for, well, first of all, the healing time. Uh, when he comes back, how long do you see that, that taking for him to even get back in action? It's going to take a while. You know, I think, you know, you're talking about the 40 or so, you know, 47 stitches. Uh, but, you know, I know they sewed it in, and then from the outside, from the inside, and then the outside. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time. For sure. You know, we see a lot of guys like Badu Jack, we talked to you before about that, you know, it was not in quite the same place, obviously, uh, different type of uh, tissue. Th where he got cut on the eyebrow like that and the eyelid, how susceptible is he going to be the rest of his career to that opening up right away? Well, you know, it all depends on the healing process, you know, and then, you know, how they, uh, how they close the cut. But I'm sure that, you know, they had a pretty good plastic surgeon to, uh, to heal it. But defense, 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 you know, uh, the probabilities of it happen again. Uh, not bad, you know, not bad. You know, I think, uh, you know, what Jorge should do, and Jorge Capetillo did a great job, is keep ice on, on his cut every round uh, just to do any preventive maintenance. But I think it'll be okay. 
Yeah, let's, let's talk about, uh, I know he got some, some good credit for that. Uh, what do you think about the work that he did? Anything specific that stood out about the job that he did with Tyson? Yeah, you know, the thing I, I was telling Horka because we sat down and we, you know, went over the details and all that. But the thing that I liked about him is he got in there within seven seconds. And uh, that's that's key importance is to, you know, get as much time to work on the fighter as possible. But uh, he was thrown into deep waters, man, and uh, he survived. And, you know, he not only was it important for this fight for Tyson Fury, but also for the rematch, you know. So, uh, you know, if he got bonuses, he should have got bonuses. I think top rank guy should get him a car, you know, because <laughs> he, uh, he definitely saved the whole night and he saved the, uh, the the fight for the rematch. Were you surprised a lot of people also thought that the fight should have been stopped um, you said if it wasn't Fury you know that the fight would have been stopped. Do you, do you, were you wondering if they were going to do that and, and what do you think about the decision ultimately let them continue to finish the fight? Yeah you know what if it's any other state uh, they probably would have stopped it but you know I was talking about it today the doctors here in Nevada are they're the best and you know even though the cut looks bad you can't let it freak you out as long as there's no nerve damage optical nerve damage or you know the blood is getting into the eye and thank god it was kind of moving into the side more than than up, up the, but uh yeah i'm glad they let it go you know yeah of course you know you get a little extra bonus because you are tyson fury and such a big fight coming up in the horizon well, explain the rules. I know I see a lot of people debating. They're saying, well, because Tyson was dominating the fight, they let him go rather than he was getting, you know, pummeled every round. They might have stopped it. Is there a rule? Are you told, you know, if, if you're on offense, you know, we're going to let it slide? Or, or does it really matter? Is it cut to cut and it's supposed to be stopped? Period. Man, that's a good question, bro. You're doing pretty good for yourself. You know, the, the, the thing whenever you stop a fight is whether a fighter is at a disadvantage. And during all these rounds, even though you can't let the blood freak you out, and that's why I love the doctors here in Las Vegas, because a lot of them, you know, work in the trauma centers, and a lot of them are surgeons, they don't freak out with blood. And even though the cut looked bad, it didn't give them a disadvantage. So uh, they made the right call. And then this last thing, you touched on a little bit, but how susceptible is that to reopening compared to other places on the body, like the forehead or, you know, the chin or whatever? Is it, is it more susceptible to opening his next fight? Yeah, well, you know, like I mentioned before, defense is going to definitely be key, you know, to keep, uh, no sense taking a shot there. Uh, but I can almost guarantee you that Deontay Walder would be looking for that as a target. Uh, but once again, if they give him enough time to heal, uh, then he'll be fine. You know, and uh, keep your eyes on it every round and make sure that it's greased up a little bit uh, more than usual. Uh, I think he'll be fine. This last thing, so for Capitia, though, you, you thought he did a great job, huh? Yeah, he did a good job, you know, and, and being that it's, it happened to such a young cut man in such a big, big event, and to have a major, major cut, he uh, he pulled through, you know, and uh, like I say, uh, got to give him props for that. Last thing, what, what would you consider your best work in a, we'll go boxing, I know you work you it, but most people watching are boxing, so what was your, you know, if you were to show, you know, someone your highlight reel, what would be the fight that you were most proud of? Uh, there's been plenty, but you know, the one that always pops up is Raul Marcus when he fought Keith Moore. He did it for everybody, doesn't he? He was always bleeding. Yeah, yeah he, was a, he was a cut man's dream, you know. Uh, but he fought Keith Mullins and ended up with two gashes, big gashes like that, you know, two here, one in the nose. I think it was something like 70 stitches throughout the whole thing, and I kept him in the game. He defended his world title, and that was actually my coming out fight. Uh, here in Las Vegas and uh, you know Chuck Bodak my, my mentor at that time was the first one to come and tell me I did a great job and he's the one that welcomed me into being a cut man uh, here in Las Vegas. Alright buddy appreciate your thoughts. Of course anytime you know that.
Let's do a bit of housekeeping before we have to let you go. Dillian White, what's the latest on him and, and his kind of situation? Is he training still? He's training. Nothing from last week. I think when I that last done some media, which is just, they called me before, just said we're pushing on with UK. We're trying to get some kind of statement resolution. He's free to fight tomorrow, today. But personally, you know, I would like to, to save answering questions all the time. A statement from UCAD or whoever it is to say, this is the update, this is the situation, because I don't, I can't give you that information. One, because it's confidential, but two, I don't know, because he's dealing with their lawyers, so I want closure myself. And so do the fans, so do the broadcasters, and, and I'm hoping that comes in October. Big fight obviously coming up for Golovkin. We yeah. saw the, the press conference this week. What, what do you make of his kind of mindset at the moment, his second fight of his new trainer, of course? I think it's a tough fight. I think Derevanchenko is going to bring a really explosive style to the fight. I think Gennady, you know, he does get hit, but he's also a guy you don't want to be having a shootout with. But I think it's going to be a great fight and uh, a big fight. You know, it's a chance for Gennady to become a two-time world champion. And a lot of pressure on that fight because he's all very well saying, yeah, Canelo, Canelo, Canelo. You slip up against Derevanchenko, forget Canelo. I mean, your career could be over. So he must win next week, and I expect him to look really good, and I expect him to knock Derevanchenko out. Although it shouldn't be Canelo, 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 I do have to ask you about a possible third fight between the two of them. Is it far away still, or is it, is it coming closer now? I mean, look, in, in that kind of situation, when you've got an A-side like Canelo, it's really, Canelo's going to fight who Canelo wants to fight. The zone want Canelo to fight Gennady Golovkin, and that was always the plan. But really, there's, when you look at the potential opponents for Cinco de Mayo, it's Golovkin, Demetrius Andrade, Callum Smith, and Billy Joe Saunders. I think Billy Joe Saunders, I, I would, for some reason, I believe he might get the pick for May. But we'll see. And if they don't get Canelo, those guys, then they've got to fight each other. Because Demetrius needs a big fight. Now, Gennady will want a big fight. Callum needs a big fight. Billy Joe needs a big fight. So at some point, we're just going to have to gamble. Everyone's going to have to gamble. And if you can't get that Canelo fight, fight each other. Once the opportunity arose for him to close the show, he did it in emphatic style. Whatever he hits, falls. Oscar Bevis for IFL TV yeah. in association with MTK Global. I'm here with Daniel Dubois. Daniel, new Commonwealth champion, how's it feel? Yeah, it feels great. Um, another title and um, a good performance tonight. Explosive performance and I said I said before I knew it was going to be a devastating end, ending and a devastating performance and a delivery. I mean, when the bell went, he was still spud in his corner and he turned around and you just on top of him. Was that yeah. the plan, sort of get on top of him and get in his face? Oh, of course. Um, I, I go straight for the kill. It's, uh, this is the root of sport of boxing and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a product of this sport. I've been in it over 10 years and I, I deliver every time I step in the ring. Of course, you throw the big overhand rights, but um, a lot's been said about your jab tonight. Obviously, you're very snappy, very powerful. Um, how much work have you been putting in on, on making that jab as hard as it is? Um, a lot. I've been... You know, 100%. Um, every day in the gym with my trainer Martin Bowers and my team and my dad, everyone else drumming it into my head. I have to. This is my job and this is what I love doing. It's my passion and I give it my all. 
Obviously, this card was called Every Belt. Um, the way up from the Commonwealth normally is the European, which Joe Joyce is mandatory for. Yeah. Um, you and Joe Joyce is an interesting fight. Is that something you'll be up for? Definitely. I'll take on Joe any time. You know, when he's ready and you know everything's in place, I'll, I'll take him on, no problem. Um, I love challenges and you know that sets me up. That a fight as big as that and that magnitude sets me up for um, you know big time boxing and you know world title even after that. So you know, we're, you know, I'm, I'm hungry and I'm ready. Does it make you quite hard to match after a fight like tonight when there'll be boxers out there seeing you punch like that? Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully they all understand this is we a business and we all at the end of the day we we need each other as fighters to make it happen. And, um, I just, you know, I keep delivering, and you know, if people want to get intimidated or anything else, that's not my, not my fault. <laughs> and um, just finally, obviously, a bit of a rest for you now. But when can we expect to see you up next? Perhaps defending the Commonwealth? Or? Um, Warren said I'll probably be out in um, December time, so I'll look, you know, I'll, I'll see what happens. Um, right now, I'm just going to go away, chill out, um, take a few weeks off, and maybe have a holiday or something, and just relax. Do you need it after that round? <laughs> I've been, to be honest, not just this fight, it's the weeks of training and yeah. hard wars and sparring that I need to recover from. The stuff from. people don't see. Exactly. Behind closed doors. So, yeah. Right, Daniel Dubois, thank you for speaking to IFL TV. Congratulations thank on becoming the new Commonwealth champion. Thank you. Once the opportunity arose for him to close the show, and he did it in emphatic style. Whatever he hits, falls. This is Andy Parole for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm like John Boy, WBA Super and Marine Magazine World Champion Callum Smith. Callum, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Really good. It's good to hear. Obviously, it's been a while since you've had this fight. I thought announcement to kind of give us some news on and it has finally been announced over these past few days. John Royder, your mandatory defence. Just talking about the decision to take on the mandatory now. Um, yeah, it's a mandatory, so you've got to. Obviously, there's ways you can put them off kind of thing and no time screens are fighting in the meantime. But in the end, you've got to do them at some point. So I just thought, just do it now. It, it's a good fight for me. John Ryder's a good fighter. He's in, he's in, he's in good form. I'm happy to be back fighting again. I just wanted to date an opponent as soon as possible, just to get myself back and you not know, back in full camp. And I've been in the gym to Hanover, but I kind of needed an opponent to base me training on. And John Rad's the opponent, and I say it's it's a good feeling being back in Liverpool. It's been I think it's just over two years now since I've been fighting here, and first time fighting as a world champion. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to. I mean, since your last fight against Hassan and Dam, did you think that you would? Go in with your mandatory challenger as soon as you have done, or was you thinking you might have been able to put it off a bit longer? I don't, I don't know. Like I say, they, you, you never know when they're going to get called. To be honest with you, and in the minute it was called, it was to be trying, you know, squeeze a, another fight in. But then it, it's hard getting an opponent, so it, it was, it was, the, in my opinion, it's the right fight for me at the right time. Like I say, he's a good fighter. I've got a lot of respect for him. He's there to become a world champion himself. It's a big opportunity for him, but it's also. A fight I've got to win if I want to go and have you know the talk me fighting all you know, the biggest names in the division so they all disappear if I slip up this time so listen I'm fully focused I'm here to put on a big performance in front of my own fans and you know, I think John Rad will see the very best in me. 
So just talk to me about John then, and what do you expect from John on fight night? I'm expecting to set the best version of him. It's his biggest opportunity, so I've been in his position, challenging for the world title. You, you don't know if another one's going to come, so it does bring out a little bit more in you, and I'm expecting that from him. But people talk about him being in good form. I'm in very good form myself, and I believe I'm the best in the world, and I'll be two ever's in the opposite corner, and that includes John Ryder. Now, you're obviously ranked as the number one super middleweight in the world. You hold that ring magazine title, the WBS Super Belt. You just mentioned being back in Liverpool for the first time in two years. Are you feeling an added pressure in that sense, that because of how highly ranked you are and how highly thought of you are across boxing, or is that added pressure being back in your home city as well? No, to be honest with you, I think I've had pressure my whole career. I was you know, touted as a, you know, a given world champion after three fights and, and, and I achieved less than that. It was just how you expected to win. So I've always had pressure on me, but any pressure from myself, I know how good I am. I set the bar very high in terms of what I want to achieve in the sport. And I thought winning the world champion was, was, was the pinnacle and I've won it and I've realised it's not. It's just made me more determined to go on and achieve more. And that starts now. It started with Hassan and Dam and now it's John Ryder. And you know, to, to go and unify the division, to go and try and become undisputed, to try and become 2-8 world champion, they're all the things that have now set goals to become. They all fall apart if I slip up now, so I'm, I'm more focused now than I've ever been. And I say, being back in Liverpool for the first time, it's a chance to, to, to perform in front of them. So, any pressure's from myself, but every fight since my debut till now has been a must win. Now, obviously, this fight is promoted by Eddie Hearn and Matrium Sport. Firstly, is this just a one fight contract, or is it a long term thing that you've agreed to? I don't know. Listen, we were still you know, talking, they offered me this fight, and I'll potentially want it in, in the new year. That's as far as I know. I never planned too far ahead. Boxing's a funny sport, then it can happen. So I've always just, I don't like planning too many far far ahead. I just get this one out the way, then we look to the next one. And like I said in the last interview, done, I'm happy. I've, I've always had a good relationship with them. And until that changes, then no, I'll stay where I am. With that in mind, does that mean that you don't really have any plans to maybe go and revisit the other offers that were put to you from abroad, from America? Um, like I said, if I'm not happy with with the position I'm in then of course I'll speak to others it's, it's, a, it's a short career for myself and I've got to be selfish and I've got to do what's best for me at the minute I feel the best place for me is Matchroom, The Zone, Sky Sports that's, that's where, so that's where I am if that changes in the future then no, we'll look to go elsewhere but I've always stayed with what was best for me in my career and that's exactly why I'm here you mentioned it's a short career, and I remember speaking to yourself and Joe, and especially Joey said that he only sees you boxing for maybe another 18 months or two years. Why do you see yourself retiring at such a, an early age? It, listen, I, I don't know. Listen, I'm taking it even as it comes. You might still see me at 39, still still <laughs> fighting. But no, I'd like. I've always said I'd like to get in and out. It's a tough sport, and especially of late, you're seeing you no know, bad, bad, yeah, some bad things happening in the ring and through boxing, and you just never know whether that could be you and. I always said as long as I could get in, achieve what I wanted to achieve, earn as much as I can and get out and be satisfied and content, then why not? Why stay in longer to chase something that you don't, you don't really need? So it, it, the way my career is going, if I can get the fights that I feel I can and I can win and achieve what I feel I can, then I won't have nothing left to do. So if I can do that as quick as I can, then I'll gladly walk away and say be content with what I've achieved. If I'm left still wanting more, then you know, I, may, I may stay in boxing, but I'd like to get out with a little bit left rather than get out with a little bit gone. Now, before I do let you shoot off, because I know that there's people waiting to speak to you, I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of fights over this past weekend. Firstly, Errol Spence Jr. versus Sean Porter. What was your thoughts yeah, on that one, Callum? Good fight. I, I, I kind of knew beforehand. Obviously, I rate Spence. I pick Spence to win. I think he's a very, very good talent. Um, Porter's a nightmare for anyone. He's, a, he's, a, he's rough and rugged and you no. Know, 
he's got a bit of ability about it as well. The way the way he does it. So I always knew it weren't going to be a straightforward fight. And I think he surprised a lot of people how close the fight was until all the later rounds. I think the championship rounds where Spence kind of pulled away, but a good fight and it's a very good division. You, know, you could see Porter now go walk into another fight and you know, give a good account of himself again. So it's a good division and you know, a good fight. And I'd like to hopefully see Spence now go in with your Crawfords and your Pacquiao's. You've just mentioned the Crawfords and the Pacquiao's. There's been a lot of suggestions that maybe Danny Garcia next that he faces. Obviously, it'd be a great fight. But you're in a similar position in the sense that everybody wants to see those unification bouts, etc. Everyone see those big names. Do you feel that that's the fight that you'd want to see or would you rather see the Pacquiao's and the Crawfords, like I say? Listen, obviously, as a boxing fan, you want to see champion v champions yeah. at the minute. Garcia, I don't think he hasn't got a belt, has he? Yeah, so, you'd, listen, you'd want to see the unifications, but I understand it's not that straightforward. You'd have to... Have little fights in the meantime and stuff, and you know, if he's having a fight in the meantime, Danny Garcia is not a bad opponent for you know a keep busy fight kind of thing. So, listen, it's a good division. There's a lot of the champions are all good fighters, but there's a lot of good fighters who haven't got titles. As I say now, like Sean Porter, he's not a world champion, but he's a very good fighter. And same with Danny Garcia. So, listen, as long as they're in good fights and giving the fans what they want to see, then I'm sure the unification fights will come eventually. And obviously on that undercard, David Benavides defeating Anthony Duro. What was your thoughts on David's victory and picking up that WBC World Super Midwest all? It's a good win. Durrell's a good fighter. Um, I picked Benavides to win beforehand. I thought the fight was, was quite close, to be fair. I thought the court had play, played a big part in it, but no, Benavides is a good fighter. He's, he's got his world title back, which I felt he would, and he's put himself back in the mix for, for big fights, and he's put himself back on, you know, on, on my target line kind of thing. They're the fights I want. I want to... The people with belts in my division, I want I want to take them belts off them, so he's definitely part of my sights in the future. Out of the current Super Middleweight World Champions, who do you think would pose you the most difficult? Is Billy Joe, Caleb Plant or obviously uh, David Benavides? The three, three good fights, you know, I think it, it, it's good for the division. You know, we've got four champions who are all unbeaten, and you know, I think that's quite rare. And I think we all need to fight each other at some point. They're all good fights, but they're good in different ways. You know, Saunders is good. Good boxing ability, good slick mover, not the biggest puncher. Benavidez is a big puncher, probably not as good in boxing ability. And plans to make sure they're broken it a little bit, good boxer. So they all pose different threats, but stars make fights. And I say, I believe I'll be, I can beat all three of them on my day. And I'd like to find that out there, the fights that I want, and they're the fights that I'll be asking for once I take care of my mandatory. Well, Callum Smith, as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for speaking to myself and Boxing Social. Thank you, anytime, mate.